So Preston, we haven't done an after show in quite some time, and I feel as though episode three warrants an after show because I don't know if you've noticed this. I've been getting recommended recommended by like everybody and their mothers. Every channel on YouTube is doing a a, a video on episode three. Right. Like, even channels that don't do Thrones content do throw is now doing a Thrones content. Like, yeah, and th- I mean this is a really a turning point, and oh. and we don't know if it's like like what what it's a turning point to, but um. You know, I, I think uh, I think at this point, like a lot of people, uh, you know, are, are looking to something to perhaps save the show or looking to just give up on the show and, and, and trash it. I'm not I'm not sure, um, but it's 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 an odd it's not it's, it's a crossroads. To be fair, though, and, le- and let's and let's be clear, because because this is something that was very misconstrued, even on my channel. I understand the show is trash. Like, people keep saying, like, you're, you're trying to defend it. No, I'm not trying to defend it. I'm just trying to find logic in the insanity, which, I mean, that's what everybody kind of does. Yeah. I yeah. understand the show is trash ever since season six. Some people might say season five. A lot of people felt as though season five was, like, the downhill slope. I think season six was the downhill slope. That episode one from season six was absolutely dreadful. Well, what, what people what people point, it was season five, everybody points to the Dornish story. Right, but... Season five had like two dreaded episodes, eight and yeah. nine. Like season five had some good stuff, and it ended pretty insane too. So, and season five was the last bit of story we got from the book. So I would argue season six is where it really went downhill. Um, but I would also say, like, I understand the show has been trashed since season six, and I don't understand people's incessant need to just fucking hate on it when you rate it. Your 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 reviews are like a Mr. Plinkett reviews of the prequels. Like you go yeah, at it yeah. from a parody standpoint. I go at it from a point where I know it's trash and I'm trying very hard to find the 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 light in the dark. It's like it's like when people watch the room. Everybody knows the room sucks, but you watch it, you know, for is there's a fun, sense of fun in watching it. Also, I think if I were emotionally invested um you know about D and ruining legacies of of something or or that kind of stuff. Um, I would have given up. I would have like gotten over that a long time ago. Mm. Like at this point in season eight, like if you're if you were emotionally invested in in Game of Thrones, you know being a good representation of A Song of Ice and Fire. Um, I think at this point you you know it's it's this is this this trashing has been happening for years and so you're kind of over it at this point right and you're just like well i'm finishing up i'm finishing up the freaking show for the sake of it but then there's people that you know this is their first moment where they're like oh my god i can't believe the show the show did this to me you know these people that get really emotionally invested mm. um and this is like the first point in which they're they're facing what i don't know i think a lot of us have been recognizing for years so right. i'm not you know it's like it's like the people that like watch phantom menace and were really upset about the phantom menace and then it's not like attack of the clones was that great of a movie but there was not the same sort of reaction to attack of the clones because they already had the phantom menace you know like um it's so it you know it's tough at that point to be to be to get re-emotionally invested and then and then you know have be disappointed again like 
I don't know. When I go into these episodes, my my I have really low expectations right now. <laughs> but but the difference between your review and my review is like I know it's trash, but I'm try but I'm not gonna stress myself worrying about well this is not like it was in the books. She wasn't married to this person in the books. Whereas yeah. I feel like you go at it from like you're I feel like you're still expecting it to come and turn around and not give you like a three rating on the episode. I know it's awful. But I feel like the majority of the people don't understand that it's awful and they're really going at it from, like, a standpoint that it could get better. No, it's not getting better at all. I mean, (laughs) let's be clear here. Like, I give it a 7 because I'm trying to find what I can enjoy through all the trash. And just like dumpster diving, there's going to be a pearl in there somewhere. (laughs) This is the most negative I've ever heard you be on the show. No, I'm not even being negative. I'm just being honest, where, bro. Where, where, oh I mean, my. all these rankings where you're like, oh, I give that episode an eight. I mean, an eight for trash. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was, honestly, I thought that was so fucking explanatory. I like, mean, this is the, I mean, I, now I get it. Like, like it's, it's sort of like, um, like ranking, ranking a Whopper. Like, mm. is this a delicious Whopper? Well, I know it's trash, but I'm going to give this Whopper an eight, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like like i just don't understand like how people this episode was like a two great but like like what you were expecting like season one like what are you expecting it's come on but uh no so we're those of you who are are, who don't remember we used to do the after show all the time um back when there was you know yeah i I felt like we fell off a little off of the after show and i want to kind of bring it back um would you be down with answering some questions and comments I've taken from uh, Twitter and, and you know, uh, Facebook sure. and so let's, on? Sure, let, 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 let's go for it. Uh, so he, it, Carmine asked me if I if I wanted to know them beforehand, and I was like, no, like you need to surprise me. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I want you to be, go in. It could be on my toes, on my toes. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy, Romero, disagrees with me. He says, Theon is not the best choice to kill the Night King, and it's okay that Arya killed him. But they could have done it better. They could have done Avenger style. Several heroes could have attacked, kill a couple, and finally could have given that last blow. It's not about who killed him. It's about how anticlimactic it was. Do you agree? So you saw Avengers Endgame, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. And we're not going to say any spoilers, but obviously, obviously, there's going to be a moment where everybody gathers together and fights the big bad guy. What this mm. guy is saying is, that's how they should have done it. Jamie, Brienne... Theon, John, and Danny should have all gathered together and and said, "Avengers, assemble!" And everybody just charged right at the Night King. I mean, the the problem is is that that Avengers Endgame and all comic book movies like that's the bread and butter is to have all of the superheroes on on the in in frame at the same time in a huge crowded fight. Like that's very that's very comic book. Um, or at least it's very comic book since the 1980s. It's not like they did that kind of stuff before that. But, you know, once the Secret Wars changed everything and, like, everything was about shoving as many superheroes in a, in a book as possible, um, you know, it became, like, the M.O. for comic books. Mm. Um, but the... Uh, I don't I don't know if that fits with Game of Thrones. No. I don't know if it fits with, with Ice and Fire. In fact, I would say that Game of Thrones was at its best when the characters were in these disparate locations, but but their their tiny little actions had effects, you know, across distances. Like, and then as as the characters have been clustering, we've been having these these scenes of fifteen people standing in a room, 
and and nobody having a conversation, like no one talking. And you're like, how? Like everybody's in the same scene and nothing's going on. And mm-hmm. so it's not, it's not, you know, it's not more is better um, with uh, with Game of Thrones. Like I, I don't get excited. Like you know, Entertainment Weekly and different stuff. They have all these things like Stark reunion. Like I, why should I care that all of these actors are in one place? Um, it's about the interactions. Like, you know, when two people can have a conversation, that's interesting. You know, like when, when Tyrion meets Jorah, that's interesting because it's two people interacting. When 15 people meet at the dragon pit, I'm not seeing any, any interaction at all. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm seeing speeches and grandstanding. So, um, I don't know. I don't know if a big fighting battle would have, would have been the thing. Uh, I don't mean, I don't know what would have been the thing. How do you, how do you, how how does one pull off like battling the night king yeah i don't like once again i don't think you can like he, he the night king was very adamant about not going in it himself he was either on his dragon or he either raised the dead to take on john he doesn't want to go in it himself so how do you get to this guy who's protected by all these white walker bodyguards and i guess you send a faceless men assassin to do it which is what they did yeah <laughs> So, someone was telling me how they swear that that John was that John knew that Arya was gonna go kill the Night King, so he was yelling "Go, go, go!" Have you heard this? Yeah, yeah I've heard that theory. Um, I don't know if some if someone wants to show me a screenshot of Arya running by or being spotted in that in that uh, mess, you know that. But I don't think that that's what that's what was happening. I mean, the timing doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Right. Because because he stands up and screams at the same moment that she's in the godswood. So it it, do, it like timing wise, it doesn't work at all. But if, you know, somebody can prove me wrong and try to find a pit like some spot of of uh, of Arya. I think they're just trying to pull John in and make him seem more useful. Like, oh, well, he he distracted the dragon. No, uh, he was just being a dumbass. I think he was just yelling out of frustration because he's trying. To yeah, get he's yelling out of frustration yeah. like he didn't know what to do. Like it, it was, it, it was. I think it was supposed to be this cathartic buildup for him, right? Mm-hmm. Like he sees all of his friends dying. There's, 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 you know, there's just destruction everywhere, and he's just at a breaking point. He's been at a breaking point for days, dealing with like the Danny thing in his mind and stuff like that. Right. They were just building it up to John having like an explosion emotionally, um, and it, it, it's very similar to when he has that. Um, explosion during the Battle of the Bastards where he climbs where he has that rebirth scene where he climbs up above and, and they have the aerial shot mm-hmm. like you know that's what it's supposed to be it was supposed it, it wasn't as effective as the Battle of the Bastards shot but that's what they were going for that he's been feeling all this inner turmoil and this was his cathartic like scream but you know Mark says to be fair people would bitch no matter who killed the Night King or when they did it he has a point no matter who yeah. kills the Night King, everybody would have fucking complained. Which is which is weird because if you think about it, nothing nothing the showrunners can do now would make people happy. It, it's it's like this weird little little thing in the fandom right now where I I actually envy people who are casuals because you said mm. by the way you said the word casual like forty times last episode. Uh, <laughs> someone was someone was like I took a if I take a shot for every time Preston says the word casual I'll die. Um, I, I kind of wish I was a casual, that I could enjoy it on their level. I was talking to my buddy Dave, and he loved that Arya killed a Night King. He thought it was awesome. I just couldn't see it. Like, I, I, I don't, like, I just couldn't see it. But then again, 
you know, he doesn't, like, take it seriously like you and I do to some extent. He he just thought the whole episode was, was really cool, and uh, there you go. Like, I wish I could be on that level where I'm not just so, like, eh. Did you ever, did you ever uh, see that South Park episode about the, about the, um, where, where Stan listens to the music that all of his oh, friends and is it's listening shit. to? It's actual shit. And it's shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, and then, you know, he he discovers that he just doesn't feel like happiness or joy anymore. Mm. And then this, and the next episode, the guy shows up and he's like, "I can return all of that happiness and joy to you." And he's like, "How do you do it?" And it's like this matrix. And he's like, "Follow me." He's like, "Are you sure you want to be woke again?" And he's like, "Yes, I want to," you know. And he's like, "Okay." And they pull out like this big bottle of whiskey and they get him drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes back to like the movies and he's like, "Ah, this is so funny." <laughs> So maybe your day, maybe your friend Dave is just you know blitzed when he's watching these and he's having a good time. Maybe he is. I don't think I don't know, but I mean th- this fandom is really, really gotten so sour on Dave and Dan doing everything. And once again, I I'm not just saying this because I get paid by HBO. I get those pay- HBO paychecks to defend the show. <laughs> but what I am saying is, um, you you got to find something in there to like. Otherwise, you're just going to be stressed out and have a fucking heart attack over any time Arya opens oh, her fucking yeah. mouth. I mean, come on. I mean, what one of one of the things that I always thought didn't make sense about hell was the fact that like you can only be horrified by like you know, say, say hell is like a bunch of maggots eating your legs, mm-hmm. right? You can only be horrified by that like once because eventually your legs are going to be eaten. And okay, your your legs get regrown. Well, the next time it's not going to be as horrific. Like I say, there, there's once like there's been enough bad episodes of Game of Thrones that when I see a bad episode, it's just it's par for the course. It's nothing to mm-hmm. get like that excited about. Right. Um. So, but everybody's very very angry about this episode. Everybody. Everybody. And there's this one guy who does Robot Head. I love his channel. I think the guy's fantastic. He's hilarious. He did Star Wars and. Episode 3 pissed him off so bad, he fucking railed on Episode 3. Episode 3 is really the turning point for a lot of fucking people. And I'm just sitting here going, you guys just, you guys just now joining the party? Like, really? Really? Like, Revenge don't... of the Sith is, is, <laughs> was his turning point? No, Episode like... 3 of Game of Thrones. Oh, Episode 3. I was like, I was like, Revenge of the Sith. That's weird. The least bad of the, of the, of the prequel. <laughs> No, but episode three is his turning point. After all of this time, after all this time, episode three is the episode where he picked up his, uh, you know, pick up his boots, yeah. and he's just after after all of the sand snakes, mm-hmm. and after like the washing of bodies in in and and the Wolverine like chase of Bravos, and you know all of that. I saw a um, fucking cooking channel. I, I subscribed to a lot of those. I saw a fucking cooking channel just stop making cooking videos for like a day and just ranted about this fucking episode. Like, this is the episode that made everybody go, come on, guys, really? It's true. Actually, actually, it's funny is that Carmine talks a lot about how he he was thinking about having a cooking channel, but he didn't want to show his face. <laughs> so it'd be his, like, body... <laughs> this actually this is a conversation Carmen and I actually had <laughs> the thing is I don't actually see this this is what also confuses me okay what Dan and Dave did with with um episode three a lot of people are angry at but I don't know I think people might still be pretty angry at like George a George R. R. Martin ending because um, George R. R. Martin also likes anticlimax, 
And mm-hmm. so I think a lot, some people might be really disappointed, but I don't know. Well, 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 well here, I'm glad you mentioned George because Craig Terrace says, my tinfoil theory, tinfoil theory is that George R. R. Martin lied to the showrunners about how the books were going to end. I mean, what better way to subvert people's expectations than to set them up in the world's most popular television show? <laughs> <laughs> That would be that would be something. That would be, that would be great. really. I mean, I could see a younger George R. R. Martin like doing that, mm. sticking it to the man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if he, he's 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 as uh, rebellious as he used to be. Like he was a very anti-establishment kind of guy. Um, but yeah, this would be this would be this would be a long con, like <laughs> you know, a really freaking long con. Uh, I mean, at least till the point in which he realized he wasn't gonna, he wasn't gonna, you know, which I don't know. I mean, even from the beginning, I don't know how he ever thought he was going to finish both books. Uh, and when I say, uh, you know, the winds of winter and a dream for spring, um, when the show started, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know how he ever thought that, but he did. Mm-hmm. He said, Oh no, no, I'll just wrap up these last two books. And, by the time the series is done, and and back then they they thought the series was going to be six or seven seasons, not eight. Um, it became like a thing later that they were extending it out. Right, HBO wanted uh, an extra season. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so you know he released he released uh, a Dance with Dragons at the end of first season, and um, or and so I don't I don't get how he could have ever thought like oh yeah no six years like two books. Like, even though the last two took, you know, five years and, and, and six years. Feast for Crows came out in what, 05, 06? 05, yeah. Right, and then... So it was and 2001, then... 2001 to... Two, the, the, he finished... Storm of Swords came out in 2001, Feast for Crows 2005, mm-hmm. Dance with Dragons 2011. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it, it's... I don't... It's crazy, crazy. But I don't, I don't... So, but apparently it was it was a few years later that he was like, okay, I'm not going to make it. So I better I better let him know. It it's weird. Um, ever since season four, I've always said I've I've said this for season four, five, six, and seven. I've always said this is it, guys. At the end of the season, as soon as the season is over, <laughs> he's gonna announce it every fucking year without fail. I think I've said it in every fucking review video for every season ever. This is it, guys. Right after. Oh, the season. I mean, did you did you know about the Reddit poll? So there was a Reddit poll where all the all the people that that, that um, visit the A Song of Ice and Fire Reddit like put in money on on how late they thought it would like Winds of Winter would come out. Oh, and so and so there's a spread where most people like some people are really ambitious. Like I mean this 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 was like a 2013 poll or something. So some people were super ambitious and they were like, "Oh no, it's coming out next year, 2014." And then a lot of people were like, "No, nah, I think like 2015, 2016." The 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 out of the hundreds, the, I think about 200 people answered the poll. Out of all of them, the latest one was was 2018. Like no one was like every single person was wrong. Mhm. That uh, that's like no one thought it was gonna gonna be taking this long. Oh well. Um. And uh, last question we have here is something you've been wanting to talk about. Uh, this mm, one guy yeah. sent me this uh, this this Twitter post by uh, I don't know if this is the actual actor who plays the Night King. I don't know if this is actual Twitter page or not. But uh, mm. uh, Vladimir Ferdik he says, "How did the Night King change Craster's babies by ch- by touching them? How did he change Viseron, uh, Viserion, 
by touching mm. it. What did Blood Raven say to Bran in the cave? He touched you. Food for thought. Uh, someone sent me this this screenshot from this guy's tweet, and um, essentially, I guess what what the is trying to imply is that the Night King may have transferred some of his essence to Bran and is now somehow controlling Bran. Maybe. Uh, have you seen um, what's that Netflix show with the fucking kids in the eighties? Uh, Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen like? Did you see season two where like the the mind flayer? No, I I actually only saw season one. Oh, I, yeah, I, 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 should I not spoil it for you? Yeah, I do plan on watching Stranger Things season two. Okay, well I, I won't. Just haven't gotten around well, to it. Well, supposedly like um. Okay, well fuck um. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna no, use an example for that season, but spoil uh, it, spoil it. Um. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna try my best. Supposedly the mind flayer, which is like the big bad of the upside down world. Um, somehow infected one of the characters and is able to like control them. Or... Yeah, yeah. The end of that—that that was, I guess, the the end of season one. Right. Like right? the, the kid comes back. Mm-hmm. So, do you think the Night King has some of his essence in Bran since he touched Bran, or is Bran's natural magic affinity able to repel it? Well, a lot a lot of people have been talking about about this. The um, and I think there's two. So there's this idea that um, so I. People see the show going in kind of three ways now. Now that it's uh, now that the Night King's been been killed in in season in uh, episode three, mm. either it's going to go the predictable route that Cersei's going to be the big bad, and that's it. And it was a big anti a big anti climax with with the Night King. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and I think this is why a lot of people are angry because I think the prevailing opinion out there is, wait, what? And now we're just going to deal with Cersei. This is stupid. The Night King is dead. Um, and then there's people that are like, well, wait a minute. That's just, you can't, you can't defeat the Night King and, you know, with, and have three more episodes to go. Like the Night King is going to return is, is like the other theory mm-hmm. is the second theory. And then the third theory is well, there, ha- there's some other big bad, like the children of the forest or Bran himself. Um, that's, that is going to be a bigger bad than the Night King because, you know, to have it even be. So um, I don't think the Night King is going to return. I don't think it's number two. Um, you know, like like this was a false defeating of the Night King. Uh, he's going he's gonna to come back. Mm-hmm. I just don't see that happening. Um, this is what you I, want to happen. Well, well, actually, no, what you want to happen is uh, the Children of the Forest being the big bad. Well, that that's been my that's been my book theory for for freaking years, um, and so if I see it in the show, I won't be surprised. But the uh, I mean, so people that follow my channel know this pretty pretty well. But for the most part, based on George R. R. Martin's other writing, which has been for the, like a lot of it is about um, uh, misinformation. Um, essentially what the Russians are doing to America today, like like planting bad ideas in people's heads and having them fight each other. And for the most part, Game of Thrones is that, right? Littlefinger and Varys, like, creating conflict and then everybody kills each other and then somebody kind of swoops in at the end. Um, and that's a lot of George R. R. Martin books are like that, where where people's minds are mentally manipulated and they're tricked into killing each other uh, by some sort of large nefarious puppet master, like this is this is like, you know, seventy five percent of what he writes, um, and so uh, when, so when I see like the Night King 
you know, get destroyed, then I say, okay, well, maybe, maybe it's, maybe the children of the forest are still alive or maybe, you know, something like that's going on. Because, you know, I do still feel like we need to have time travel. I still, you know, feel we need to figure out why the seasons are uneven and all of those sorts of things. Right. Like, um, so because George R. R. Martin did give away the ending, I feel like maybe, you know, that's, you know, that the show is heading that way. So that, that is kind of my guess. I mean, it's not like I wouldn't be surprised if, if Cersei is the big bad and it's big anticlimax because that Dan and Dave have disappointed us over and over and over again. And that would be, a straight up disappointment. I was trying but, to look for the tweet. Someone, someone sent me a tweet. Like uh, they said, uh, "I'm so glad we got the mid boss out of the way, so we can focus focus on the fi- final boss, which is an alcoholic woman who uh, with her pirate boyfriend." <laughs> right, and but that's the thing is, is she the final boss? Mm. Um, you know, I don't. Or you know, is it going to be something small? Like maybe we're going to get to the last episode and everybody's killing each other, and it's a big clusterfuck and everyone's dying and they're like oh this is so sad and then bran is like yes it is and now the children of the forest can can rule again and people are like what 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 you know like what did you say you know yes this the, you know this is what was necessary you know or something like that mm-hmm. you know with all with all of the knowledge you know with either bran or the children of the forest being the big bad i mean it might be that bran with all of his infinite knowledge decided that you know what humans need to die you know, and <laughs> you never know. Right. But but it's like I see a bigger bad than the children of the forest. Just because we we, we have to somehow get the time travel and the and the, and the unseason the, the uneven seasons. Um and if you go if you look back at like Brand's actions, I guess I mean again, like looking to looking to Dan and Dave seasons, later seasons for evidence of things doesn't lead to good places. Cause you're like, Oh, ways that Arya really survived getting stabbed. She took the bladder from that, that, that fart bladder from the play. And she was like putting it, she filled it with pig's blood. And so she was stabbed and you know, like that's, that's all, those are all very clever theories and stuff, but it turns out, no, no, she's, she just nothing. There's no explanation. Um, so, yeah, like looking to evidence is, is a little silly. But if I look to the evidence, I say, OK, Bran was was acting completely normal until he touched the tree at the end of um, season six. And then after that, he was a freaking catatonic robot. And then and what does Mira do? Mira's like, you're not Bran and leaves. You know, he's like, yeah, get out of here. I don't care about mm-hmm. you. Like the one the one character that we kind of know is like super good. And then, and then he finds out John is is the heir to the throne, and he feels like he needs to tell him why. Why would Bran care about who sits the Iron Throne? Like that's not a three eyed raven kind of thing, right? Like it seems like a very petty thing. Who sits the Iron Throne? But it's like if you think of it in a more sinister way, that oh, I need to tell John, so I'm going to create division between John and Danny. Then it makes him look like the big bad. What do you think? I don't think we have enough episodes to resolve that. I really don't. Like, I don't. I really don't think we have enough episodes to resolve that storyline because that would be interesting. But how how would Bran like come across? So you think Bran is like the final stage of what Littlefinger was? Like he's not able to fight, but he's able to like outsmart and outthink everybody. I mean, I think either the children of the children of the forest are in him, or mm. he through through infinite knowledge 
he's come to some different conclusion about the the end game of humanity right and the world you know like i would say those are the two things that that either bran is the big bad or the children of the forest are the big bad but it just cersei being the big bad just doesn't seem right no no of course uh someone someone came to me and they told me is it is it possible that we're that the true the true way humanity can flourish is if it it dies off and is allowed to somewhat try to reclaim um so you've never played mass effect so you you wouldn't understand mm. but the mass effect the main plot of it is humanity and a bunch of species in the galaxy have you know colonized many planets they've evolved blah 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 however the one thing that's been happening for thousands of years is like humans organics will always make synthetics robots that will eventually rise up and overtake them and the circle of life will not continue the circle of life can only continue if these gigantic reapers these giant robots come in wipe out most people and allow certain life forms to evolve and take over and start the cycle all over again. Does that make sense? And that, yeah. And that's George R. R. Martin's, um, that's very George R. R. Martin as well. Like George R. R. Martin's very concerned with overpopulation. This was, this was a plot of, of his tough voyaging series, um, where, you know, the, the human beings just keep having more and more people. Mm-hmm. And, and, but with game of Thrones, he ha- they haven't mentioned, destruction of the environment that much in game of thrones um which is which makes me think maybe it's you know i mean it would make sense that like everyone every once in a while we've just got to kill off people because there's too many of them and so there there's like a cleansing right every, every once in a while yeah like essentially a cleansing the white walkers is essentially the response to uh, a world gone mad there this person's theory was the, the white walkers were supposed to cleanse humanity not kill it off completely not have an internal darkness yeah. but kill off humanity fall back to the land of always winter wait for it to come back again and just do it all over and over again do it all over again mm-hmm. it's a good theory it's a good theory it's right up george r. r martin's alley the only thing is that they didn't focus enough on on resource destruction and, and destruction of the environment um in Game of Thrones, you know, like ha- had they had scenes of people polluting stuff and, and, and chopping down all the trees and things like that in the books, they even focus more on like the chopping down of the werewoods and the, and the, and the, and the first men coming in and what they did to the children, of the children of the forest. But that's kind of all glossed over in the show. So if they did introduce that, you know, you need something needs to call the humans aspect, it would be kind of out of left field. You know, not to mention the children of the forest, they felt more like freedom fighters, like underground agents rather than like a malevolent force. They all got slaughtered yeah. in season six. So your thought is like maybe a piece of them is inside Bran because they were able to transfer yeah. a piece of them into the weirwood and net and Bran. And it, even I, and I will admit if the children of the forest are the big bad in the show, it's a bit out of left field because they really only had one throwaway line about how humanity was killing them. Mm-hmm. Well, in the books, there's a lot, you know, the books, you know, it's, it, there, there's several different um, histories that are told to us, one by Mr. Lewin, but by the children themselves, like about, and then brand stories that he, that he, that he talks about at the night fort and things like that, where you, you hear a little bit about the children of the forest and you over and over and, and how they were, they were killed off and brand specifically thinks, huh? Like the children, are, you know, should be angry with mankind, not be like, not sad and just willing to die off. 
Um, and so, you know, definitely in the book, like, you know, I see the children of the forest as, as villainous. Um, but you know, there, no time was ever dedicated to that in the book, except for one line where he's like, you created the, you created the night King. And they were like, we had to, you were, they were, you were cutting down our trees and that was it. That's the only, the only line. Hmm. So, well, I hope there's something else beyond Cersei, but I, I, I hope the twist is actually Danny. Danny's gone like insane, like her father. That would be a good twist as well, because yeah. because uh, destroying Cersei would, according to her, be the last war they ever have to fight. Which is kind of a weird statement. There, there's always going to be war no matter what. So how does how does she plan on doing that? Uh, Danny being the final bad guy would be great. It would be fantastic. It, it, it would almost it would almost be like kind of like Anakin, you know, how yeah. like, Anakin was the chosen one, destined to you know bring balance, and then. He became Darth Vader and fucked up everything. So, um, there is one other ending that that would be kind of George R. R. Martin, but super depressing. Mm. And I, 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 he likes bittersweet, and this would just be more bitter, bitter. Um, he, uh, so the actual poem in which A Song of Ice and Fire is named is called Fire and Ice by Robert Frost, and the poem, um, it's very short actually. I, I, I can read it right now, real quick. Um. Let me let me let me look it up real quick, just because I don't have it memorized. <clears throat> some say the world will end in fire. Some say in ice. From what I've tasted of desire, I hold that those who favor fire. But if it had to perish twice, I think I know enough of hate to say that for destruction, ice is also great and would suffice. Um, so the the this this is an anti-war poem, and at the time that Robert Frost, um made this, uh, wrote this poem, scientists believe that the world was going to end in two ways. They thought that either the sun was going to burn out and that the, the earth would freeze or that the molten core of the earth would eventually consume the earth and destroy it. You know, this is not what scientists believe today, but at the time, that's what he's writing about, that the end of the world will either end in fire, the molten core destroying it, or ice, and that the, the sun burns out and we all freeze. And the, the, the joke of the poem is that he says, oh, well, you know, um, these seem to be the only two ways that the world would ever end, and they're both great. They're both fantastic. Um, but, of course, it's the joke is, well, the obvious third way that the world would end is mankind killing itself in war, um, which is what Robert and, and you know it's sus suspiciously absent from the poem, which is which is you know what what he's saying is that we're all forgetting about it, and he's comparing it to like um, desire and hate, which are these human emotions that create war, and so it would be somewhat George R. R. Martin if we you know we thought that the world was going to end in in ice, but in the end. Um, war just kills us, you know, mm. and we, and we all die in war and ha ha is, aren't, aren't we idiots? You know, we save the world from ice, but then we just kill ourselves. How stupid are we? Um, and that, you know, that I could see that as an ending. I think that would be the ending people would really fucking hate. But, but how, but how, <laughs> how would you serve? How would you like convey that we, that's how it would end through war? By killing off everybody, all the characters. Yeah, yeah, okay. all the characters end up <laughs> killing each other. John and Danny kill each other. Cersei's dead. Tyrion's dead. They're all dead. Mm -hmm. Like everybody's dead. 
Um, and that would be the ending everyone would hate. Like, really, everybody would hate that ending. Again. I don't know. I, like, <laughs> this fandom everyone seems like di- they want that the most. Oh, at the end, everybody wants the fandom. Like the you know the the common fan wants Jon Snow to sit on the to sit on the the throne and and you know be awesome. That's what they want. Um. So we'll we'll. That that's not gonna happen. <laughs> you know, he, he, they, it's not gonna end like Lord of the Rings with with Aragon sitting on the throne and everything being peaceful and wonderful and hooray. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I still want the whole uh, show to end with Tyrion being president. Tyrion being <laughs> president. president. Yes. Of Remember when we read democracy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Preston, do you want to wrap this up? Sure, sure. Guys, thing. thank you so much for joining us for this after show. As always, leave your thoughts uh, down below. Check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. And we'll see you all next time. Have a good one.